We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. And welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 134. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And I'm Shira. And this is the cold air bust episode. And we're going to start talking about that cold air bust here in a bit. But uh, you probably noticed uh, this is kind of an odd day uh, for the podcast to be dropping. <laughs> well, because it's Friday, September 11th, Friday. Um, that's because the Hughes brothers have a new show that they are adding to their list. It's the brothers doing a country type show, and we've been rehearsing all week, and so I have not had time in the daytimes or the night times to, to do a podcast. But we have today off, and it's like Corey, can we do a podcast? So, so we're doing it today. So it, for the next couple of weeks until we get this show open. Hopefully, we can get back on a schedule. Uh, the shows are Wednesday night and Friday afternoon. Are so, you wearing a cowboy hat for the show with some boots? Maybe I am some chaps? not wearing oh. a cowboy hat for no. Matter of fact, I'm well. wearing a big black uh, sheet over my head so nobody can see me. Gotcha. <laughs> That's what. I, <laughs> no, it it's been kind of kind of. Uh, Interesting. Of course, we've only had one rehearsal, and that's when we find out how much disorganized this thing is. But it will come. That's what happens when you have your first rehearsal. It's very right. disorganized, and then he's like, okay, this is what we don't have, and then you spend the next few days getting what you do have, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, that's the, that's the explanation for why it's, this is on Friday. So who knows when this is going to drop, when we'll do it next week, either Tuesday or Thursday. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. I want, I'd like to do it at least once a week, so uh, we'll figure that out. We do that. Anyway, uh, let's talk about that big cold blast. Boy, that GFS was saying 40s and 60s. It, it feels great, doesn't it? Um, somewhere down in Oklahoma, I think it got cooler, but not here. In Oklahoma? Wow. I don't know. I saw my friends post in Oklahoma that it was like 60 the other day and how great well, it was. Well, yesterday, the high in, 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 they, they set record low highs in northeast Oklahoma, Bartlesville and Venita and Tulsa and that area. They were only in the low 60s for a high. So, I mean, that front pretty much stalled right before it got here. Did right. you see yeah. the radar in Springfield? That boundary just set up and wasn't really moving anywhere. Oh, well, that was what that was. That it wasn't was that even front. budging. I brought the, the temperature map up and everything behind that boundary was just nice and fall-like and here we are in the, you know, 20 degrees warmer than, than Miami, which is uh, two hours from here, you know, so. Yeah. By the, you know, shorter by the crow's fly. Yeah, yeah, so so even Miami was experiencing cooler temperatures. Oh, yeah, for for two or three days now. Wow, wonder what that's like. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at first, I mean, I, and I, I made a post about this. It, it's like, you know, the eight to fourteen. You you can't lock everything in on an eight to fourteen day. I mean, it's pretty obvious that something was going to happen, but again, the the clue, the thing I. I noted in the post, there's two things. Number one is long range, which you can kind of get on that. But the big thing is the models were not in all of agreement with each other. They were saying, yes, cold air is coming down, but placement was all over the place. So that's why I was very, very surprised to see, you know, the the meteorologists. I mean, mostly the TV meteorologists and some of the, the weather agencies were saying, Yes, it's going to come down right in the middle of the Ozarks, and that wasn't even close. It just got way hundreds of miles to the west, because every day as you get closer, and we've always said, you know, past four days out, the the forecast starts getting less accurate and less accurate. So 14 days out is very sketchy, if that. 
So, yeah. I don't know. But, you know, I would like some 80. I mean, 80 degrees is fine. Oh, we got to say, I, you two are doing the porch pod, so you got all sorts of sounds. It's just like all of a sudden got loud out here. It was like quiet. Nobody was talking to me as soon as we started recording. Hey, we got a nice rain out here yesterday. Uh, two or three different times yesterday. We got three quarters of an inch of rain. I didn't have to water my peppers. It was really nice. Nice. And it brought the temperatures down yesterday for us. Yeah, I, what was? Oh, I was in rehearsal yesterday. Yeah. yeah. So I wasn't even sure of what was going on. We didn't have any lightning. We had some nice clouds, you know, throughout the day, but a few times it just absolutely opened up. Now, not it was nice. It, not 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 the entire city of Branson got it. I know. Mm-hmm. I was looking at the map, and and your house probably wasn't getting it during the afternoon. Uh, you got more, you know, later on, uh, in the day. Yeah, but, we, uh, yeah, I had something, uh, yeah, when it just opened up and poured, it was like five or six or something like that. Yeah. It was really poured. But I saw well, that, was our second, that was our second rain of the day uh, yesterday, and we, got, we, we, had, we had another one later on at night. So, But uh, mm-hmm. the first one was kind of spotty. It, I think it missed you. It got us over here pretty well, and I, I filmed the peppers getting watered. Oh, on, I like uh, that. Put it on there. Nice Facebook. rain. Ah. Now, now do you... It relaxing do, rain. Yeah, it, it really was. I mean, did you see what was in uh, Brad's rain gauge? Because he's more downtownish. He's not where you're at, but he's more... When you got... Uh, when, when I checked yours, you had three quarters of an inch, and he was almost a half an inch. Okay, so that round... Yeah, but you said the rainfall rate was just crazy, didn't you? Yeah, there for a minute, it was three inches an hour, <laughs> a, little bit, a little bit more than that. Wow. Yeah, because I was sitting... Uh, sitting in my living room, and all of a sudden, I heard that, you know, when, when the rain was, I thought, it's it's pouring outside, and I looked, and it's like, holy cow, it was coming down. So I looked at radar, and these showers are just spotty. They're little, little scattered cells, but man, if you get underneath one of those red cells, it's going to pour out there. Right. And I don't know. I mean, I checked radar. I mean, we are recording this, uh, it's about 2.30 right now and there's not really that much you said you had some uh what'd you say a while ago you had some extreme drizzle is that what you had yes yeah it was almost a light rain wow yeah and there's just a little bit and then i see that frontal boundary <laughs> don't worry i think i can edit that out <laughs> no there's a frontal ba- on my head we really do live in a good neighborhood <laughs> yeah well Shara, what do you say they're, they're roofing what are they doing they're doing yes, they're putting a new roof on Oh, great. <laughs> and they already mowed this morning, right? Yeah. So it sounds like gunshots out here, but I promise it's, it's a nail gun. It's, it's not, a nail gun. Okay. <laughs> we're not being shot at. As far as we know. Yeah, nobody's running. I don't we see. Think so. I don't hear anybody screaming, so we're good. But no, I, I'm looking at radar right now, and I see that front from basically Tulsa up through. Or, uh, <laughs> it's actually the, the, the rain band from Tulsa through Nevada up through Clinton. Yeah in Kansas City, and it's slowly drifting this way. And a good analogy, uh, Robert Hahn get a great analogy, and I totally agree with what he said. He's a TV meteorologist for those who are listening outside of the Springfield area. Um, the, the cold air came down a few days ago to Colorado, and I, we'll talk about that extreme here in a minute, But uh, and snowed. And then it the, the cold air is slowly migrating to the east, but what it's doing it's warming up a little bit. And his analogy was perfect. He said, if you get a, a cold glass of water and you set it out on the counter, well, it's slowly going to moderate. That's when the meteorologists say moderate. So the coldness is going to kind of dissipate slowly. And that's kind of what's going on is that cold air moves in. It's kind of mixing with this warm air. And uh, the body wants to be in homeostasis, which is stability. And that's what the atmosphere wants to be in, too. So when you have something punching in like this, then it's going to kind of want to become stable again. And so the, 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 the cooler air is going to get a little bit warmer, and then the warm air is going to get a little bit cooler, and it's going to try to... <sighs> cool explanation, huh? Well, I'm totally listening. <laughs> we, didn't get, we didn't get any of that here. No, right. not yet. But, I, and, but, but by the time... The reason I said that is by the time that cold chunk gets here... It's not going to be that cold anymore. <laughs> no. It's still going to be, I think, what's our highs in the low 80s? That's it? That's close. That's 
close enough to normal for me in, in September. You know, we're it's it's I'm still we're we're still waiting on that. Remember last week you said get that master blaster graphic ready to go. We're gonna have a <clears throat> yeah. Know, it's it'll get here. Yeah, eventually. And it'll and, get here. And fortunately, I've uh, right before we started recording, I uh, installed a new roof. No, I mean I. Uh, <laughs> no, I I looked at well, now the. Now the weedies are going. Yeah. It's <laughs> like mass hysteria. <laughs> it's usually silent. No, well, usually we do it at night. We record this at night. Right. Uh, but I mean, even during the day, I don't remember it ever being this loud. <laughs> well, of course it'd funny. be today. Uh, so no, sorry. I looked at the GFS, the thermal profiles on the GFS. And it's, I really don't see any blasting come during the end of the month. I mean, it goes out 380 hours or so. I mean, 300, over 300 hours, and I'm not seeing yeah. any. So what's the weekend supposed to be like? It's Well, kind of scattered. Can I get, some, like can I get this. some pool time in? Yeah, I need a Sunday. More tanning days. So you look, you look darker. You've been laying out, haven't you? I'm kind of losing it because I had to stay in for so long. Oh yeah. Well. I need to get. I need a few more days. Well, tomorrow it's it's going to be uh, about the same, a little bit more sun. But Sunday it looks like there's going to be a lot more sun. Maybe not all day clear, but going to be a lot more sun uh, going on. So then, and then, then we're going to have a stretch from Sunday through like Wednesday, and then the next system moves in. So you'll have a, a big batch of, of days you can just lay out all day long and get burnt and get your crispy tan. Oh, and also I, I checked out the Springfield normal high and low for today. So September 11th, the normal high in Springfield is 82. So we're right at 80, you yeah. know, right that, and the normal low is 60. But the temperature... Since we, you know, we're getting to fall now, uh, what is it, 22nd, so 11 more days, 10 or 11 more days, we'll have astronomical fall. By the end of the month, Springfield's normal high is 74, so it's dropping pretty fast now, and the normal low on the 30th would be 52. So, yeah, cool. we're, we're going, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of ready for this. I think uh, we need a sign that says recording in progress. <laughs> now we have people walking by waving at us and saying hi. Well, if you need to tell them, hey, we're recording, you know. <laughs> we're, like, waving and not saying anything. They're going to think we're rude. But, yeah, oh, we need, like, a big sign that says recording in session. Well, like I said, we're kind of squeezing this podcast in because I, 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 I won't have time to do it tomorrow. And this is my only little slot here. So. Hey, if they can all handle the nail gun shooting, we're good. Oh. It's still quieter than my kids today. They're it's all still around quieter than my house oh well there you go <laughs> we, my, we can handle that my 13 uh, year old is trying to catch his homework all up because like this was like midterm or yeah and he something hasn't, they haven't been to school yet but they're in midterms so uh, oh they're, yeah they're, they're excited about going back next so he's week. taking like three tests and trying to get caught up and the two little ones are wanting to play and oh god now we talked last time uh which was i like 10 10 or so days ago that the kids had to quarantine until the 15th Right. And but they've shown no sim they're fine, right? Okay. I think they already had it. Oh, you think they did? I think they had it before we did. We've determined that the children gave in, it to us. In our case, they can carry it, but they don't show signs and symptoms as much. Now, in my professional, non-professional opinion. Non-professional. <laughs> that's why you're seeing more teachers get it and not as many kids right. because the kids are carrying it I to school but not it. becoming infected and gotcha. giving it to the teachers. That's my opinion and Shara's opinion. And she is a professional, believe it or not. But, well, no, she I is. Mean, but we don't know with this disease. But like I said, we're just not seeing a whole lot of cases in kids. Yes, there mm -hmm. are some bad cases out there in kids. Right, but from what right. I'm seeing is we're not. We're really not seeing that many cases in kids. And when we do, they're mild. So I think these kids are all carriers. And well, so, they're, mm. so you don't know that they're sick. You know, you don't take them and get them tested. Like Jilly and the baby, they had like a really bad tummy ache one night. You know, I'm not going to take them to the doctor for that. You wouldn't think anything of it. Right. That No, that so, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, just so a tummy I think ache. they had it the same time we did. They just didn't show the symptoms like we did. And they're not going to really tell you if they can taste or not or smell. Like, oh, that's just right. not something they're going to even notice. Oh, that's crazy. I mean, I mean, I have noticed more and more and more and more of the people saying, you know, the anosmia. They, they lose their taste and smell. So I'm just like, oh, just stay away. You know, I, I, I had a friend, Joy, who comes over 
uh, was just here the other day, and it's like, oh, she wasn't feeling well. It's like, oh, no. But she didn't have a fever. She had all of her taste and smell, so we, we figured she's, she has a cold. And today she felt a lot better. But, you know, like you, you said. I still don't have my smell completely oh. back. Well, you like, said last I, it time. It has to be really strong for me to be able to smell. Oh, it will eventually come back. Well, we're you know what? We're going to get some of these lower temperatures moving in, hopefully by the end of the end of this month, the next week or two. Uh, and we're and we're going to be fine. You know, you know who needs some colder temperatures and rain? The West Coast. Well, Heck yeah, they need the rain. Wow, I am just astounded by the wild. Family over there, and they're posting pictures and videos, and it's scary. I mean, but the orange sky. I mean, it's it's amazing, and I. It looks and the like wind. Mars. You've seen those pictures and videos. It doesn't even look like Earth. I had yeah. a cousin that's, um, she's in Northern California. Um, she posted pictures at nine in the morning. It looked like nighttime outside. It looked like dusk. Wow. It's scary. I mean, I think and I have friends Another out there. friend of ours had to open his church. Is he in Oregon? I don't know. I can't remember. Um, Grants Pass. Where's that at? I think that's Oregon. It right. was in Grants Pass. Yeah, because a lot of them in um, Oregon, yeah. But they opened their church up for people that had to evacuate their homes. Wow, that's that. It, it's terrible. It's it's every because normally you think you know it's a small thing, but it's it's three. It's Washington State too, Washington, Oregon, and California. I mean, yeah, the it's poor, all please. the whole coast. Well, we we need some rain out there, so let's let, let, let I'll call Mother Nature one eight hundred. But you know what we need to do? We need to send some of these tropical systems over here. So I'm going to now segue to the tropics update. It's tropical. So it's the tropical update. And uh, we've got a ton. Corey, you were right. They are exploding out there. They're lining up out there. all Like in a train. I mean, I'm looking right now. I'm looking at the... Uh, NHC, National Hurricane Center, I'm seeing one, two, three, four, five, six in a line out there. And uh, But let me start at the top. I'll kind of breeze through these. Uh, tropical si- storm, Paulette. Right now, Paulette has uh, winds of 65 miles an hour. Uh, and really, it's going. It, there's nothing holding it back. So it's, it's expected to become a hurricane by tomorrow evening. And But it's not going to affect land. It's going to kind of meander out there in the open water. And right behind it is Tropical Storm Renee. Um, Renee doesn't have a lot of punch. I mean, right now, Renee is only at 40 mile an hour. So it's going to meander and then kind of just, just decrease. And uh, we have two big areas of interest. And that is a disturbance off of the Cabo Verde Islands, or Verde. I, you know, I never did know the right pronunciation of that. Uh, it's a big, big red X, and it's going to become something. And I think, isn't that what they were, is that the one that they were watching, Corey, that's now out in water that's going to? Yeah, it was coming off the coast, moving out. And, and that, that has potential, I think, to become something uh, massive as it comes this way yeah and it's farther south too so it's even warmer water uh let me see what it's like 13 degrees north and renee is 20 20 degrees north and paulette is is 24 degrees north so so yeah so this disturbance down there and of course it says you know five day chance is high 90 percent. so i think this is really going to do something and something else i saw that was kind of interesting over in the bahamas yeah, that is, something developed, and it's a, it's an eighty percent chance it will develop into something. Um, it said it's going to move west northwest uh, into the northeastern Gulf of Mexico. So I looks like it's kind of headed to New Orleans from down the way. Oh, man, they don't need that. No, no, uh, yeah, and, and there's a, like a yellow X south of uh, Biloxi in the middle of the water. But that's that one's not really going to do anything. They think it's going to go to the southwest and kind of dissipate. But, yeah, that one over the Bahamas, mmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's the last thing we need is coming up over New Orleans. I mean, in- So our next letter would be... S. We don't have an S. Yeah, we, it'd be S. And there's really seriously? not that many letters left. No, so there's not. Start going to the alphas. <laughs> The alphas and the betas. Oh, wait. I, I was going to ask Cher. I ask her every time. Now we're going to the Roman numerals. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Shut up. 
No, I knew yeah. what I was thinking. I knew what I wanted to say. Right, but right. This was not it, but. but no, I totally agree, Corey. I mean, I mean, there's two more that's probably going to get named in the next day or two. So that's sure. S and T. At least. Oh yeah, and then this, and there's even another X. That's the sixth one, just off the African coast, and it right now says uh, the chances of it developing something in 48 hours is low. But in five days, it's medium. It's 40%. So I think if that thing can get going, and it's around the same, it's like yeah, 13 north. So, yeah, it's right in that. Do you think we're, mm-hmm. like, raising a generation of kids that are going to be like, Psh, like nothing surprises them, though, because they grew up in 2020? Probably. They'll be like, whatevs. We like, had hurricanes. All this stuff's going to be like, We've only no had big, one major hurricane, though. they be like, no big deal to Yeah. Them. Yeah, well, yeah, well, wildfires. Yeah, was the peak of the historical average, the peak day of hurricane season. That it's was hip. yesterday. Ah, and uh, they're lining up. It's There's nothing major go, out there, but they're lining that's up. That's when for usually sure. when we go cruising because the cruises are the cheapest right now. Yeah, well, of course it's cheap right now. <laughs> well, right now there's not any, but oh, right, right, during right. hurricane season, you can go really cheap. Oh dear lord. Uh, Okay, and, and looking out in the Pacific, oh, I wanted to ask you, Court, what is that storm? It changed gender. Was it Nana? It was Nana. Nana. There was a Nana. Which is in the Gulf of Mexico, and it traveled across Mexico, or was it, yeah, Mexico or something, and went into the Pacific, and by protocol, gender? well, yeah, because when it crosses oh, over and becomes. Because it became a Pacific. Okay. A Pacific storm, right, and it happened to be. The next in line was a, was a guy. So Julio, Julio, right? And so I thought that was interesting. So we had Nana, you know, Isn't going that around. Typical of twenty twenty two. I know. Well, well and that's Na- the second storm we've had this year to cross, uh, like the like the Belize Panama. Uh, not, it oh, was really? South of Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, we had one come from the Pacific to the Atlantic earlier in the season. Oh, I don't remember which one that's it was. right. That's right. I forgot all about that. And now we just did a reverse and put one in the Pacific from the Atlantic. You know, pretty cool, actually. We just need to cover all the bases, like Shara yeah. said. Just cover them all. You know, we have fire NATOs and like, I mean. Whatevs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Garen, who's, who's your teenager now, he's probably like, yeah, okay, whatever. We're going to do that. Whatever. But the good news is Hawaii is doing pretty good. Uh, <laughs> there is nothing out in the Central Pacific. Uh, there was a major typhoon, and I forgot to look up stuff. It, it uh, hit Japan. I forgot the name of it. I'm During the weather school, I need to look at it, look at that up, the typhoon. Uh, so we'll oh, – there it is. We'll, we'll, we'll cover that, but uh, – yeah, uh, so tropics are lining up. So maybe maybe we can do this next Tuesday or something and see, you know, see if anything. What else is out there? Anything major? I mean, that's never uh, know. You, you never know what could happen between Friday and Tuesday these days. At you this know? point, you are correct. <laughs> oh man. So okay. So let's leave that alone and get to the next segment. <laughs> It is the pollen report. Uh, yeah, we're going to bring that back. There hasn't been much change. Um, uh, actually, today through Tuesday, it's medium high, uh, either side of eight, so it's not extreme. And I bet you anything that's because of the cloud cover and the rain and stuff like that. Uh, so I imagine it would probably start going up a little bit next week, just with the sunshine. And again, the predominant uh, pollens are ragweed, chinopods, chinopods, and nettle. So that's the same as it was last week. So yep. we don't we don't have much on that. How's the drought looking? Uh, it's getting worse. Wow, you'd think it wasn't. <laughs> All of Taney County now is affected. Uh, most of Taney County is in the uh, D zero abnormally dry area. Not okay. quite a drought, but still dry. The northern uh, uh, northern section of Taney County is now in a moderate drought. Mm. Right to that, to the north in, in, in the Panhandle and northern parts of Christian County and southern Greene County, they are officially in a severe drought, very dry. Now, I went driving on the high road uh, a couple, well, a week and a half ago, and I noticed so many brown trees, and, and it was not pretty, and it wasn't very encouraging for a, for a colorful fall or autumn. Uh, however... 
we got an inch of rain one morning uh, between then and now. And the other day I drove out there and all those brown trees were turning green again. So no they got to drink the water. Ah. So that's they, they, they were just dry. They weren't dead yet. Okay, that's good news. That's good news. We could use a, another two or three inches between now and fall, but I, I, I'm still not very... Uh, I, I just don't see us having a colorful fall this year. We needed we needed some rain in in, in, in August. Yeah. Yeah. I mean August was abnormally dry and now we're seeing the effects of that when in the in the drought. I didn't think we were gonna do it go into a drought this year because we had like what, thirteen inches and well, that's, you how know. It, that's how it happens every year. You know, he's like Mother Nature spring. Mother Nature, can we just have it? regularly <laughs> not yeah. just like you know massive in one month and then nothing in the other month that's just uh. well we can't control the weather that's just that's just how it goes well i've been looking at radar and uh the past few days we've been having those little you know pop things but there's outflow boundaries just flying around all over the place and and sometimes i saw two outflow boundaries collide the other day, I don't know if it was yesterday or whatever, and I texted you up around Stockton. And sometimes those outflow boundaries can collide and create just massive storms. And sometimes they hit and they go, eh, okay, nothing. So it, it just kind of depends on the weather conditions. So uh, since it was interesting, we haven't done it in a while, I thought I would bring back the uh, weather school all about outflow boundaries or OBs as we call them. Uh, OBs is different in, in Shara's field. Uh, in the nursing field, it's obstetrics, I think, isn't it? Very different. <laughs> yes. So, but in weather, it's OBs. So we're going to give the roofers a chance to kind of, <laughs> kind of get that roof on, and we'll go to the weather school. So let's get to that. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. A strong thunderstorm has generated an outflow boundary, and it's headed this way. Is it dangerous? What exactly is an outflow boundary anyway? You hear us talk a lot about outflow boundaries, so let's get into exactly what they are. An outflow boundary, also known as a gust front or an OB, is a boundary separating thunderstorm-cooled air, or outflow, from the surrounding air, similar in effect to a cold front, with its passage marked by a wind shift and usually a drop in temperature and a related pressure jump. Outflow boundaries can persist for several hours after the thunderstorms that generated them dissipate, and they can travel hundreds of miles from their area of origin. New thunderstorms sometimes develop along outflow boundaries, especially near the point of intersection with another boundary like a cold front, a dry line, or another outflow boundary. Outflow boundaries can be seen either as fine lines on weather radar imagery or as arcs of low clouds on weather satellite imagery. From the ground, outflow boundaries can be associated with the appearance of roll clouds and shelf clouds. These clouds look quite ominous but are harmless. However, a thunderstorm could be ongoing just behind it. Outflow boundaries create low-level wind shear, and that can be hazardous during aircraft takeoffs and landings. If a thunderstorm runs into an outflow boundary, the low-level wind shear from the boundary can cause thunderstorms to exhibit rotation at the base of the storm, at times causing tornadic activity. Strong versions of these features, known as downbursts, can be generated in environments of vertical wind shear and mid-level dry air. 
outflow boundary generation is sometimes referred to as the last hurrah of a thunderstorm. In order for thunderstorms to maintain strength, a persistent updraft must be present. Once the updraft wanes, then colder and denser air trapped in the upper part of the thunderstorm will fall to the ground. Once the colder air reaches the ground, then it has nowhere to go except outward and it pushes away from the dying thunderstorm. The edge of the outflow boundary can often be detected by radar. In extreme cases, this crashing of the colder air to the surface can be intense and is known as a microburst. By definition, a microburst is a small-scale downdraft produced by a thunderstorm. A microburst can be particularly dangerous to aircraft, especially during landing due to the wind shear caused by its gust front and flight crew training goes to great lengths on how to properly recover from a microburst or wind shear event. Microbursts have a diameter of influence less than two and a half miles, while macrobursts occur over a diameter greater than two and a half miles. Wet microbursts occur in atmospheres where the low levels are saturated, while dry microbursts occur in drier atmospheres from high-based thunderstorms. At ground level, shelf clouds and roll clouds can be seen at the leading edge of outflow boundaries. Through satellite imagery, an arc cloud is visible as an arc of low clouds spreading out from a thunderstorm. If the skies are cloudy behind the arc, or if the arc is moving quickly, high wind gusts are likely behind the gust front. Sometimes a gust front can be seen on weather radar, showing as a thin arc or line of weak radar echoes pushing out from a collapsing storm. The thin line of weak radar echoes is known as a fine line. Occasionally, Winds caused by the gust front are so high in velocity that they also show up on radar. This cool outdraft can then energize other storms, which it hits by assisting in updrafts. Gust fronts colliding from two storms can even create new storms. Overall, outflow boundaries are quite interesting to look at on radar. In the summertime, it's refreshing when one of these outflow boundaries moves through your area. It will temporarily create cooler temperatures and provide a nice breeze. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there you have everything you should know about those little outflow boundaries. Uh, I did, during the weather school, I did look uh, about that typhoon in Japan. Uh, it says, this is from the Washington Post. I don't know if it's going to let me do it. Uh, Super Typhoon Haishin, Haishin, H-A-I-S-H-E-N, to be one of the most intense storms on record for Japan and South Korea. And so... Uh, if you want to read it, just go to the Washington Post or WashingtonPost.com and uh, Super Typhoon. But basically, uh, it uh, had the, reached the equivalent of a high-end Category 4 with 155-mile-per-hour maximum sustained winds. Uh, it intensified on Thursday... Uh, Eastern Time vaulting from a Category 2 to Super Typhoon status with sustained winds of 150 mile an hour and about 24 hours. And Corey, we've talked about that so much. There's so much of this bombogenesis uh, rapid intensification happening this year. It's insane. And I'm, What was that word you just used? Bombogenesis. What is that? It was a weather word rapid of the week. Intensification. Sorry, I must have missed that week. No. <laughs> yeah, bombogenesis is, it, or sometimes it's it, they call it a bomb cyclone. It's just when it's something exactly like this, or like Michael, uh, or what What was that other, gosh, there's tons of them, that they start out kind of small, and then within 24 hours, their pressure just tanks, and they go from a Cat 1 or a tropical storm to a Cat 4 
like within yeah, 24 hours. Uh, and that's happening a lot more. And that's what I'm afraid of with these little waves coming off of Africa. If they hit a little pocket and they can become a bomb cyclone, we've got issues. So anyway, that's what uh, went on uh, the other day. Uh, the article's on September 4th, so that was last week. But it's, yeah, it just nasty, nasty up there in Japan. Oh, so it's time for in other news. That's kind of yeah, my some breaking news. Uh -oh. Breaking news. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. Breaking. News. We do have a La Nina. Oh, really? It was announced yesterday. Noah announced officially announced La Nina yesterday, and you know, it, it affects our, uh, our 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 weather heading into you know winter, but it also can fuel these Atlantic hurricanes. Ah, right. I kind of remember us brushing that topic at one yeah. point. And 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 what they're also afraid that it's going to fuel the flames out in California a little bit oh, that's with scary. high winds. Oh, Ooh, that's not good. No, you're right. That's high winds because if it's an El Nino, you usually have that that right. Pineapple Express water train going on. But La Nina is oh, this does not bode well for the West and, Coast. And from the maps that I look at, uh, you know, we're gonna have a jet stream drape the midsection of the United States uh, with cooler temperatures uh, north of that, warmer to the south. You know, every map I'm looking at has us in the warmer sector. I don't know how, you know, we're still way far away from that, but it can affect our winter. Are we going to have some snow this year? You know what? <sighs> I was hoping for, for, for a Lanada season. Yeah. No. Yeah, if we're going into, yeah, I, I, I'm glad you told me that. I need to research that. I, have, I hadn't even seen it, uh, actually. Yeah. So typically in a La Nina year, that jet stream stays farther to the north. Which puts us in the warm sector, which so we may have yet another year uh, with maybe. no maybe you know with with no snow. Did we get a, a question on our uh, our website or stormdarweather.com yeah, website or something yesterday. the other day about you know possible snow or something this winter? I gave him. I told him we'd have equal chances, but then that was actually before the La Nina news story broke. Yeah, uh, you know. Uh, I held out hope. We'll get maybe something. We'll see. I, it's I hard, hard to tell. We just—it's been so long since we've had one. Any any good snows? I know. I I just want. I've said this all the time. One good snow, not flurries. I want a good snow, like six inches. Just pelt the ground. Stop traffic for like three hours. You know, <laughs> just something. So this La Nina. This yeah. La Nina is already in effect, and what it does. For these uh, tropical systems in the Atlantic, it it weakens the wind shear over over the Caribbean, and that's you know prime area for development. That's kind of where we got something developing right now. You know, oh, that we have a right. could become a tropical depression soon in the next few days, couple days, uh, maybe a few hours. I mean, yeah, <laughs> who could, knows? Could yeah, be. it could be. And without that wind, you know, wind shear, you know, you love it, or we love it, in, in springtime storms because that's what, you know, it's an ingredient for tornadoes. Yeah, yeah, we want that. But it, wind shear will kill hurricanes and tropical systems. Uh, but if it's a weakening, it's going to weaken that wind shear, then uh, it, it, it just heightens the chances that this could actually, I mean, it already is a historical tropical season. Mm -hmm. But I hope, I mean, we've only seen one major hurricane. Uh, are we going to see another one before December 1st? I mean, uh, we'll see. Don't know. I mean, what was it a few years ago when we had Irma and then, ma, 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 what was that M name? I want to say Marie, but I don't know if that's it, that that went up Florida. It was several, it wasn't a couple, it was several years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I need to look at that see if that was a La Nina year, but uh no, so, okay, so this kind of is a game changer. So next week, uh, we need to, I, I will need to be doing some more research on that. But yeah, no, I'm now, so I glad do, you said I that. did do a little bit of research yesterday. Oh, good. Okay. And uh, I don't know what I did with it, but it was some good news. It, it, it mentioned the years that La Nina was in effect. Uh, 
you remember the big rain that we got in December of 2015? That was La Nina year. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, also, it, it, the article mentioned a, uh, a heightened and earlier spring tornado season. 2011 was a La Nina year. Oh. What happened in 2000? What happened in May of 2011? Exactly. Well, the Joplin. Right. So I mean, wow. We just got to be careful, kind of, kind of pay attention to the weather. See what I mean. We could have a an active year. We've had La Nina years that that weren't that active, but uh-huh. you know, it, it, the it, the possibility exists that we could be in for some active weather. I think we need to start putting out some more videos. I t- I'll make some videos, and I'll have to ship them to you because then you can put all the cool, you know, mm-hmm. uh, green screen. Because I have my big green screen that is only used part time. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Th- this is something else I thought was kind of depressing, and I don't know if I mentioned it before. I, I spent all this time and energy and thought processes and everything to have a studio, and then I have my podcast table and microphones and stuff, and then COVID hit. And now, no, but I've been That's sitting. Saying, and we haven't even been able to use it. No, we use it like what once? I, once or yeah, once or twice. <laughs> it's like really. So I want this COVID to be over with because I have this wonderful studio that's rarely used, and I want to have people over. I want to have Brad over. So I mean, we need to once once we're all good with the COVID and done and whatever. I want to have more people over, and uh, have podcasts, more in-person podcasts, but. Anyway, uh, oh, I have another tidbit of in other news. It is uh, something I thought was very interesting. L.A. County, and I don't mean uh, Louisiana, I mean Los Angeles County, recorded their highest ever, ever, yeah. Let me get a few more nail guns on that. Highest ever temperature Sunday uh, with with the weekend heat fanned the wildfires across California and put additional strain on the power grid. Uh, they recorded, uh, NWS Los Angeles said the recorded 121 degrees as a high in Los Angeles. Now, I thought the coast of California was nice and pleasant and they didn't really get above 80 or 90 or whatever, but this is insane. Is that a is that a uh, symptom or a uh, an effect from La Nina? I don't know. You know, it could be because everything yeah. is twisting around. Oh, I see you're outside and the sun is coming out now. You go. It they is. got yeah, the sunglasses. Bright and hot. It, bright and hot. Okay, well we'll 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 <laughs> we'll sail through the end it's of this. Filtered pot. sun. We got clouds. It's yeah. mostly cloudy, but that sun's you know. Everyone's wallet. Well, Shara, you get those AVA rays. So then, yeah, get some. There, there's your tan. You can tan during I the podcast. I need to go put my bikini on. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. There, there you go. Um, it said, uh, quote from the National Weather Service in Los Angeles, we reached 120 degrees Fahrenheit in Woodland Hills, California. That is the highest ever temperature at a station, beating 119 degrees on July 22nd, 2006. So that was their wow. previous record. Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy, and this is from this this article's in CNN, but you can really find it anywhere. Go to NWS Los Angeles on Facebook or .gov or you know whatever it does out there. But yeah, we're we're heating up, and especially out there, they don't need any more heat. Uh, we're just gonna have to watch. We're just gonna have to watch that. So, um, I've added a new segment, and I need to make a a drop for it. So I'm gonna do that. It's called the Sheriff Fun Facts because. Sherry's going to have some fun stuff to tell us. What you got? Or can you see your phone? Fun these are. Yeah, I can see. (laughs) Okay. So since you were talking about typhoons or hurricanes or tropical storms, something, Uh I found one that I did not know. A hurricane, a typhoon, and a cyclone are all the same thing. It is called a cyclone if it occurs in the South Pacific or Indian Ocean, a hurricane if it is in the Northeast Pacific or Atlantic Ocean, and a typhoon if it originates in the Northwest Pacific Ocean. You guys knew that, but I did not. Did, did yes. you know? But you For know the rest what? of us who don't study weather. No, honey, we didn't know shut that. Shut up. No. I knew you knew that, but no. I did not know that no, that's listen, what based a, on their a, name. A lot, of, a lot of people that listen to this podcast are not weather people. So that's I love stuff like that. That is that is true. These are fun facts for those of us that don't oh. study weather. 
Yeah. Cool. The other lady. I people. did not know that that they were all the same thing. Like you hear different things. You hear mm-hmm. hurricanes. You hear typhoons. You. I didn't know that it was based on where they were coming from. Yeah, exactly. And if they're and if they're in the northern hemisphere, they they travel counterclockwise. And if they're in the southern hemisphere, they travel. The other Clockwise, direction. Sorry, I the, thought you were going to finish. Counter- I'm like, dude, finish. <laughs> like dramatic pause or what? <laughs> dramatic pause. I'm waiting for the nail guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, clockwise in the southern hemisphere. Cool. Fun fact. Okay. What, okay what else so you, you were saying something about I, earlier in the podcast, you were talking about water. What? Some kind of experiment where you put water outside and it determines something. Oh, when you okay. set the glass of water out and it slowly cools? There. Okay. So, did you know? You can predict the weather just by looking at your coffee. High air pressure is an indicator of sunny weather, which will push the bubbles to the edge of your cup. Rain is likely if the bubbles go towards the center. Hey, we're going to have to uh, call the National Weather Service on that. Oh, no, you know, all we have to do. Did you know? (laughs) No, all we have to do is have my mother do it. She's an avid coffee drinker. And she has a few cups a day. I'm going to have to tell her, okay, she, she's going to have to text me and tell me where her bubbles are, and I will check right. the barometric pressure. And we'll <laughs> test it out and see, see if that if works. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. All right. Random fact here. If all the ice in the Antarctic melted, the world's oceans would rise by nearly 220 feet. That's the height of a 20-story building. Really? If, if all, all the ice the melted. Ice in the Antarctic melted. In the Antarctic. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Oceans would rise by nearly 220 feet. Oh, my Lord. Okay. And just because I'm really hoping for winter this year, and I really want some snow. So, um, I can't find what the... Sorry, my child's <laughs> ready for my phone. That's okay. <laughs> um, did So, you guys can look this one up. I did not know this. So... Bethel, Maine, has a Guinness record for the largest snowman. World's record, yeah. Oh, really? Took him two weeks to build it. His name is Angus. You can look him up on Google. You can Google Angus Angus. the snowman. He had tires for eyeballs, and he had trees for arms. He was so big. Oh, my gosh. They say how tall? 113 feet 7 inches or 10 stories tall. 10 stories? Oh my gosh. And I think Bethel, Maine is like one of the farthest north. Uh, it was completed on February 13th. He did not completely melt until June 10th that year. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. How? Pack that much snow in. It's going to hold the cold, so. Yeah, yeah. that's a lot. He did that's not a lot of snow. Go away till June. Oh that's man. That's cool. Yeah, I, well, I would like to. I would like to make a miniature little snowman that I could just sit on my windowsill. You know, like we haven't had any snow in the last, like, not a good snow. Like my baby doesn't know what snow is or how to sled or play in it or know. anything because we haven't had any. So you guys are gonna have to move to Colorado for a year. couple couple of months and then say this is what snow is. Our luck, we'd move to Colorado and suddenly all the snow would leave and. Yeah, yeah, you, you have like hurricanes up there <laughs> right and suddenly have their hottest season ever and all the snow yeah exactly out. oh well oh cool got another one well, that's it sorry i'm out my phone has been confiscated uh-oh <laughs> can't you have it what for one more segment or Corey can say it we have the we have the i'll look at Corey's phone okay so let's get to the final segment it's the weather word of the week. It's the Stormdar weather weather word of the week. And actually this week, it's a phrase. And I thought it was really cool because we're kind of seeing the effect, the effects of this. So, Shara, what is this week's Stormdar weather weather word of the week? I was kind of nervous because I honestly say I had not looked yet. <laughs> Diffuse sky radiation. And what does diffuse sky radiation mean? Diffuse sky radiation is solar radiation reaching the Earth's surface after having been scattered from the direct solar beam by molecules or particles, oh, sorry, particulates in the atmosphere. 
also also called sky radiation, diffuse skylight, or just skylight. It is the determinative process for changing the colors of the sky. Yeah, and I wanted to put that one in because Corey has been doing some really cool drone footage that has been capturing some of those colors in the sky. Those incredible drones, Corey. You know, I get a good one maybe once or twice a week. I'm up there every night, but I only post a really special one. Some nights there's just not enough light coming through, and some nights there's just no color because there's no clouds. Oh, yeah. But uh, I can get color without clouds. You know, we've had a a little bit of smoke coming in from the west. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that'll add a little orange or red uh, to the sunset. Now, Now, over in Miami, I've seen pictures this week of just they had some really pure cool. orange and red because they have Ooh. more smoke over you know further west you get oh yeah yeah and it's way high From up in the Colorado sky wildfires and oh yeah but uh i i get that thing out once or twice a day and try to find some cool things to oh, look he's picking up nails to share okay well, we're doing a podcast I'm just <laughs> sorry i've never seen one of those <laughs> Well, it's kind of like me. It's really cool metal tool that's yeah. like magnetic and it's picking up all the nails. Oh, okay. right. No, it's kind of like what I do because I'm, I'm, I'm there doing – I do lots more time lapses than I post because some yeah. of them are just like, well, that's kind of cool, but it's not really spectacular. So I'll, we'll keep – definitely keep doing that. And are you uploading those to the YouTube channel? We need to put the – The good ones I do. Oh, good. Okay. I need – yeah, I think there's a couple of the good uh, time lapses I need to do up there too. Well – What's the progress of the roof? Are they about done? I don't think so. They're only done for two weeks. Oh, gosh. Well, we just got an email warning us to move our cars. Uh-oh. We're <laughs> parked near the building. Oh, well, then maybe you need to go. Maybe we need to go move the cars. So, well, you have anything else to add to this before, before I read the outro? <laughs> no, I think we got her yeah. all taken care just of. Just watching La Nina. Got to look at that La Nina now and then uh, hopefully get some, you know, I, I can't guarantee when our next podcast is going to be. It could be Tuesday. It could be Thursday. I don't, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll coordinate, and maybe they'll have the roof, or we can do it later after the roof is. Already we'll do it later at night. Yes. We're not working on the roof. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. Okay, you got anything else, Dad? Sheriff? I'm good. All right. Well, let's wrap this thing up then. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather, like our page, and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website and our merch store at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. the mask I need to order.